pause for a second and be like, well, you know, what is their intention? Like, are they intentionally trying to be difficult or are they just actually really trying in their own way and maybe we're just not on the same page? Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. And today we're going to tackle a bit of a like sticky workplace situation. This is a, you know, a thing that can happen when someone new joins a team and they don't get along perhaps with everybody that is currently on the team and has like their ways of doing things. A new person comes in and there's a lot to learn and get up to speed with and maybe things like don't go super smoothly. It can happen in a job. And we've had a listener write in with a specific situation that we'll get into a bit later. But that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode of what to do when you don't get along with a colleague. First though, fam, do you want to jump in and tell the listeners a little bit about our wonderful show sponsor for this month, Zeppelin? Yes. Uh, So we are very fortunate to have Zeppelin be a sponsor of Design Life for the month of February this year. And as designers, you know, we're often very busy designing in Figma, creating our end-to-end flows, our beautiful design experiences. And Often after we're finished designing, the next process is sort of handing it over to developers and getting them to actually build it. Uh, And this part of like collaboration is super important. And I think we can all agree that collaboration should be really inclusive, uh, inclusive of our engineers, inclusive of our PMs and other people that we're sort of cross-functionally working with. And imagine a PM or an engineer kind of opening up your Figma file and not being super familiar with how Figma works. Seeing all your iterations. (laughs) I know. They're seeing this messy file that maybe you're a little bit embarrassed about. I've definitely been there. All the unnamed layers. (laughs) Yeah, all of the mess, all of the mess. I I feel like it can be really difficult for, for our collaborators to sort of navigate our files and sort of figure out like what the design is and and what we're trying to communicate with our design. So that's where Zeppelin actually comes in and they kind of take your sort of infinite canvas of a design file and turn it into this beautifully organized sort of structured workspace uh, that's kind of built and designed for designers, developers and PMs in mind. Uh, So you can sort of showcase your designs to the rest of your team. And what's great about Zeppelin is you can categorize your screens into different sections and tags. Your user flows are clearly defined. Your documentation sits right next to the design all in one place. And so this way, as designers, you don't need to sort of teach the rest of your team how to navigate and sort of use your design file in Figma. It's all there in Zeppelin surfacing the most important information. Yeah, that means they can build better. They can get your designs looking more accurate, build it faster as well. So yeah, Zeppelin does great things for this collaboration, which is like, oh, kind of a good good topic to be talking about with with today's show topic in mind, right? Like collaboration, get along with your colleagues. Uh, We don't want any fights about design (laughs) files and documentation. So thanks Zeppelin for sponsoring Design Life. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And you can check out Zeppelin at zeppelin.io. All right, let's uh, maybe before we get into talking about this uh, this topic of today and diving into the sticky situation, something lighter. How has your week been, Pam? Great. Thank you, Charlie, so much for asking. Uh, <laughs> I have had a very good week. Uh, my brother is finally here from New Zealand. I think I mentioned Yay. in a past episode. So that's been lovely to have some family around finally. Yeah. Uh, super nice. Uh, I went to a friend's place for dinner last night for the first time in it feels like two years. So that was really, really nice also. And like, it was funny, we all like forgot how to 
like how do how do we do this how do we socialize around the dinner table like it was just one of those moments where it's like it's been so long for all of us but it was really really nice uh yeah, doing lots of hiking every day, which is really fun, um, and keeping up with the side projects. You know, community is going well, videos are going well, so not much new to report. Nice. Oh, speaking of side projects, I have something new that I've started. Ooh. Um, like inspired by you, Fem, I've started offering mentoring sessions. Yay! And so far, I've done three. I did three on Friday, and they were so much fun. We got to dig in like one on one with with some of my viewers on really specific topics. Like one person had an interview later that day, and so ah. we were in the mentoring session, going through. Okay, what should you ask in your interview? What do you want to learn about this job? How do you like put your best foot forward? So that was really fun to be able to give that timely specific advice so yeah um mentoring sessions are a thing i'm doing now and if anyone is interested in booking one there might be some slots left when this episode comes out i'm doing very few per month i'm trying to like not overload myself with them so that i can make sure i'm giving my best to everyone totally yeah i'll leave a link in the show notes if anyone wants to check that out so excited i i feel like i've been hinting at you for the last year or so to get you have you have (laughs) like years maybe yeah i i'm really really happy to see you finally give this uh to your viewers i think it's an amazing resource and i'm excited excited to see where you take it yes and I will be sending people your way too fam because I feel like (laughs) if people book in for me to like talk specifically about a UX design portfolio Mm. I'm like this is I am not the one like let me hand you off to fam who will do this much better. well vice versa (laughs) vice versa I will send a new marketing designers your way (laughs) perfect all right shall we dig into the sticky situation so our dear listener has sent a lot of detail and I won't read it all out but essentially the situation is they are a graphic designer a new marketing manager joined the team and um, the marketing manager isn't the graphic designers manager. They're sort of like both peers, I assume on some sort of like growth or marketing team, but they've kind of clashed a little bit in, in personalities and working style. The designer said that they've been trying to give them lots of information about how things work on the team and the marketing manager has, I get the sense felt a little micromanaged by that, by like receiving all the information. Um, sounds like this graphic designer is a little frustrated that, uh, things aren't being done correctly because the marketing manager wasn't like listening to all the information the designer was giving. I don't know. It seems like a bit of a mess and like a clash of communication. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It, it just sounds messy to me. And I feel like I can give some good advice today for how to not end up in this situation. And I guess what to do if you do find yourself accidentally in one as well. Um, cause yeah. is this something that's ever happened to you in a job firm? Have you ever had like personality clashes or communication issues with someone? I feel like not to the degree that this listener wrote in about, but I I definitely have experienced something sort of similar, but in like a one-off burst at a really high moment of intensity in a project where I think we were all Mm -hmm. just like so stressed and so under pressure that our like, uh, I don't know, our our niceties kind of went out the window because we were all like, yep you know, in this like high pressure moment. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've definitely experienced it in that like condensed situation, but not in like an ongoing working relationship with somebody. I had it a bit. um, I'll be careful how much detail that I give you. (laughs) I've had it a bit at a job in the past 
with someone um okay i'm fine i'm gonna say it, it was at zero <laughs> um i was in one office because once i say i was in a different office like anyone who knows my career history will know this anyway but i was in one office and i was collaborating with someone in a different office i, I don't know if it was like they it hadn't been communicated to them what my role in all this was uh. they thought they essentially like controlled my workflow and i would do whatever they wanted I thought I was part of the design team and we would take on projects and decide as a team what to work on and, you know, that my, as the designer, I was still the one to decide what ends up on the page yeah. for the most part. So we had a little bit of like communication clashes that I had my, had to help my, get my manager to help me navigate. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of glad I went through that early in my career because it showed me, okay, this is the thing that can happen. And uh, especially as a New Zealander, we do lean on the niceties a oh, lot yes. and would prefer to like, you know, just like grumble in private rather than actually have it out with someone. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, that was good learning for me as a, you know, very polite New Zealander to learn that, you know, some people are going to be direct and actually that is not always a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I feel like, I feel like a lot of this sometimes comes down to misaligned expectations and yes, when you're so in the day-to-day -day of the work and there's deadlines and like so many different things you're juggling it can be easily skipped over or forgotten to like really sit down and like kick off a project together in the right way and like okay what's everyone's role and responsibility what's the expectations mm -hmm. like let's get all on the same page from day one uh you know sometimes you're just going through the motions so quickly and you're always working with new people each time on a project or something that you know, we forget to sit down and like actually spell this out sometimes. Uh, so I can I can see how that could be an issue. I think something that's been helpful for me, which is something that I actually learned uh, in my personal life uh, through therapy when I did therapy a couple of years ago, but I think also is helpful for me in a work environment is just taking a moment to think about what the other person's intention was or is yeah that's a good one and mm -hmm. I feel like that can be a really helpful tool when you're in this moment and maybe you're getting really frustrated with how someone's doing something and it's not working out well and communication is a mess and uh, to just kind of pause for a second and be like well you know what is their intention like are they intentionally you know trying to screw this up or trying to be difficult or are they just actually really trying in their own way and maybe we're just not on the same page. Uh, I find that that has been a helpful tool for me also in these kind of situations to figure out like what to do next and how to approach it in a constructive way. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Remembering the intentions and that there's a lot of assumptions we make when we're annoyed at someone or clashing it with them at work over something. If it's like a friend or a family member, you're you know, clashing with, you have a lot more context on their personality totally. and who they are and what drives them. But when it's someone new who's just joined your team and you're not meshing, you, you're probably making a lot of assumptions um, about them. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a really good thing to remember. As I'm scanning our listeners question here, I'm, I'm curious, nowhere in here does it say that they talk to their manager who like, I assume is the manager of this new person as well as them. Yeah, it doesn't say that they've been spoken to because that would be the first thing that I would do, honestly. I treat my manager kind of like a coach. Right. And I'm, I go to them and I'm like, hey, there's this challenge that I'm trying to work through. And I guess there is a way that you could, if you could approach it to them, it would just sound like you're complaining about someone behind their back. And that obviously wouldn't be a good thing. But if you go to them and you say, hey, I'm like really struggling to communicate with this person on the team wondered if you could help me figure out like how how we can we can solve this um and maybe honestly the manager might say 
have you talked to them? And then you have to be like, no. And like, they can help you through how to have that conversation. But that would be my first step, I think, using my manager as a coach to get help uh, working through the situation because they might have more context on the new person if they're their manager as well, you know? I completely, completely agree. Uh, I, I feel like your manager should be that go-to person, like that resource for these kinds mm-hmm. of situations. Uh, even if they don't manage the other person, like we, we don't know yeah. in this case if, if that's the case or not. Uh, but regardless, go to your manager tell them what's going on uh, and they should be able to at least give you some advice or insight into next steps or help kind of resolve the situation. Um, I think that that's definitely a good step. Charlie, I know in this listener's question, they also talked about potentially confronting the person and having like an open conversation directly with that person. Um, What are your thoughts on that? Is that something that you would advise them to do or uh, go to the manager first? I think that if you're unsure how to have that open conversation, then I would go to the manager first. And I sometimes, like, I'm a processor. I need to, like, figure out, okay, how best do I communicate what I'm feeling here? So I would talk to my manager first to get help on that, knowing that ultimately, honestly, this is going to be down to you to have a direct conversation with the person you're having communication issues with. Because it's not your manager's problem, right? Like, they're not the one having this issue. Um, obviously like they have to take some sort of responsibility because it's people on their team, whatever, but you are going to have to have a conversation with the person. Yeah. I think that that is just like, you, you've got to accept that if you've got some sort of personality clash, some sort of communication issue with someone at work, the only way you can solve it really is by talking to them about it and totally getting it out in the air and, and seeing what what assumptions you were making, right, about about the situation. Because you haven't heard their side yet. You only know what you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I would try, like realistically, I would probably try to resolve it on my own first before bringing it to my manager. I feel like I want to go to my manager having at least like tried something. Um, so I'm trying to think what I would do. I think I would like... I don't know. Ideally, hopefully this person, they already have some sort of regular communication or regular forum to to meet. So I would just use that existing time uh, to maybe talk about like, oh, I just want to reflect on like, how do you think things are going between us? Like maybe we can do a little retro together on what's been going well, what hasn't been going well, maybe how we could improve or some opportunities to work better together Um, and kind of keep it kind of neutral as like, Let's sort of reflect on how things have been going so far rather than digging straight into like accusatory statements or whatever. Um, and then I would maybe just use that to see if like we're we're having similar issues or like maybe we're totally on different pages um, and kind of use that to judge like what my next steps would be. I don't know. I like that. I feel like that's where I'd get to after talking you through with my manager <laughs> and like having them coach me and like figure out how do I best approach this? Because it's the the opening that I, you know, get worried about most. Yeah. I think how I, how I would broach this now, honestly, is is saying, hey, I feel like we're not um, working together as well as we could be. And I would love for our working relationship to be better. Let's dig into this and or, or maybe say, is that something you've noticed too? Yeah. You know, first off to kick it off so that you're not waiting for them to admit that there's a problem you're saying hey I think that this is not going as well as it could be on both of our sides because like that is another thing too you have to own that you are a part of this communication too I'm sorry listener if that is hard to hear but 
you know that 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 is part of it as well that if if no one else in the in the team is having these issues you have to realize that you are part of this issue that's happening and that's okay that happens um because you've got different communication styles clearly but it doesn't mean that the new person has to change to suit your way of working right you might have to tweak some things to work better with them as well is what i'm saying yeah yeah i i think that's right and i would approach the conversation with a like curiosity kind of mindset of like yes, hey I, I want to learn how you like to work or I'd love to learn mm. how you worked with the graphic designer at your past company like yes that is a great question tell me more about <laughs> yeah tell me more about what your you know how you used mm-hmm. to work with your graphic designers and how you liked to work um I think that's also a, a very appropriate way to start the conversation is just with that curiosity just listen like let them talk and hear about like where they're coming from and like how they used to work what their experience what their sort of baseline is and I think that might open you up to again like where their intentions are coming from maybe they always thought it was done this way or maybe they thought you wanted it to be done that way because that's how it was at the past company Um, so maybe just trying to learn like where they're coming from I think would be helpful totally that actually is part of what the issue was with the you know the conflict I had well it was a very loose conflict it was very felt very conflicty for this at the time yeah timid little kiwi I'm sure but it turned out that the issue was that the person who I was having issues communicating with thought that they had 100% of my time was dedicated to their work and their projects right? right whereas that wasn't what it was from my end so I was pushing back a lot and they were getting frustrated about that and so once you realize that, it's like, oh, okay, there's been an, an error here. We need a reset of like actually what's happening. And yeah, you don't know that until you you check what their assumptions are. And I think that is a really good way into the conversation, Fem, that asking about, mm-hmm. hey, how did you work with the graphic designer at your last company? That mm-hmm. is like a very like low conflict way <laughs> to get into this conversation. There's nothing accusatory about it. I yeah. love it. That is a great suggestion. <laughs> yeah. And I think especially given this person is um, like the marketing manager is new, like mm. there's no red flags to asking that question, right? It's part of just like, oh, getting, no. getting to know getting you. Getting to know and, them. And, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to start this working relationship. So tell me more about how you worked in the past. Yeah. Charlie, like I'm curious also from your like manager hat perspective, if one of your mm. reports came to you having this issue, what are sort of some of the advice you would give them or like next steps you would take as a manager? Yeah. Well, for sure it would be my, like my aim would be to get them to talk to the other person basically um, to say like, okay, what do you need from me to mm-hmm. have this conversation with them? Do you need me to be in it to like moderate? Do you need help just figuring out what to say? Basically like what I would need from my manager. Yeah. Um, but that would be the goal is like, Hey, you need to talk to this person, obviously. So let's figure out how we want to make that happen. Um, that would be my way into it. And also sort of playing the role of diffuser a little bit as well. Um, trying to help them see that there's another perspective here um, without obviously being accusatory in any sort of way towards the person who's coming to me as well um, because, you know, it's it's no one's fault here. I'm curious if your advice would be different depending on whether you managed both of these people or not. Ooh, I think that if I managed only one of them, I would probably be more like on their side, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that is, that is actually what I want to communicate. <laughs> You're there to support them. Yeah. I'm there to support them. They are my direct report. Yeah. And so that is my focus. And yeah. 
Uh, whereas if I manage them both, I would probably lean more on the like seeing it from the other person's side because I've had I'd have more of that context as well. Right. You know? Um so I'm not saying that if I only manage one of them, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. That is a problem. <laughs> Let's tackle it, you know. Uh, but it's just that I would, yeah, I would have more context if, if I was managing them both. And I think if I was managing them both, I would also be feeling like, damn, this is a reflection on me <laughs> that we're in this situation in the first place, quite honestly. Interesting. Because, I mean, as I'm reading this, it sounds like there is... There's, it's, there isn't clarity on who is responsible for what. Yeah. Because the graphic designer says, I have been told that I can like have final sign off on all creative decisions. And I'm struggling to give this new marketing manager feedback because like uh, she like in a way that she doesn't take offense to because I've given her lots and it's like not sinking in yeah. or whatever. Um, I would see that as a like partly on me as the manager. Like I didn't set these expectations when this new person joined the team. I didn't have the right conversations with both people it seems to to set that up so yeah, yeah. i would would kind of take that on a bit as well it does sound like they weren't set up for success and that there was yeah neither of them were yeah yeah, yeah. so like i want to give our listener that like grace also is like yep it, it shouldn't all be on you to like resolve this conflict and have made sure that this conflict could have been avoided from day one either um so i, I feel like there is some partial responsibility on someone higher up somewhere who there, you know, maybe should have better clarified the roles and responsibilities and expectations and helped facilitate the working relationship a little bit more. Yeah. I do think too, like one, I don't know, word of warning or just like different perspective I want to give to our listener because in here they say that the marketing manager started missing things or doing things incorrectly and then it would turn into a big deal having me or our boss let her know that we need to fix it and that was such a waste of time. Honestly, this is just part of joining a new team and being new to something. The marketing manager is doing things her way, right? The way that she's done things in the past and you have to give some credit to the people who hired her and like <laughs> know that those you are at this company because you were talented. This person was hired as well because they, the company believed that they could do the job. So let's like give the benefit of the doubt there and realize that this is not like a wrong way to do something. It doesn't need to be fixed. It might just need to be changed because it's not the way that you normally do it. Yeah. So I would just try to like open up your mind there a little bit and see it not as a waste of time as, but more as like a, okay, we have uncovered that this is a like area where we work differently. Right. So now we need to work on fixing this. And now we realize that it was there. Yeah. I love that focus on like the more positive outcome rather than like the negative, like what's going wrong. Um, I, Cause I think our listener also mentions a little bit around like how to give constructive criticism or how to provide feedback to someone that's very sensitive to sort of negative feedback. You know, I think also you as the person giving feedback have some responsibility there and how you give the feedback and how you focus that feedback. Like I, I don't, I, I'm sort of a believer that I don't feel like just purely telling people what they're doing wrong is is helpful. Uh, so instead, maybe focusing on like, you know, how we could do things differently or better or like where to focus the energy on to make it better rather than what is currently going wrong could be a more constructive approach to that. Totally. Because think about it like if you had just joined a new job and it's your first few weeks and you're getting all this information and you're making some mistakes you're probably not going to be feeling great about yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so to then have people come in and, and be giving you critical feedback, you might not be as open to hearing it just then. Mm -hmm. And you might just be feeling like, oh God, I can't do anything right, you know? So it will be really hard to hear negative feedback in in those, like in that mindset. 
Um, so yeah, I get, again, I guess that's just realizing what situation the other person is in, you know? Yeah. I'm wondering, have you ever been in this situation where someone, like, let's say, uh, you're the marketing manager in this story, like someone's Ooh, had, and someone was complaining about me, <laughs> right? Yeah. Someone's had difficulty working with you or conflict in some way. Um, yeah. And, and how that made you feel, I guess, if you've experienced that. I'm sure it has happened because I like, especially like as I got further in my career and got more and more confident, I can be very steadfast in my beliefs and like, I don't know, my like knowledge in things and be like, no, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing it this way and like push back on changes to, that I believe would like harm the overall design and things like that. But um, I've never had anyone talk to me about it. So either they didn't feel like they could or it wasn't actually that much of an issue. Um, I don't know. One of those two things. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like I feel like we always think we're the graphic designer in this story. But like, yep, sometimes we're the marketing manager. <laughs> yeah. To the other person, we're the marketing manager. So like, I feel like I've been on both sides of the story and played both roles. I'm sure. I think like what has always benefited me is like having a manager who can support me no matter which which side I'm on of yeah. this kind of conflict right like having that person there to support you and help you work through this uh is super super important um even if you are the person in the quote unquote wrong uh so yeah I don't know I I feel like there's always something to be learned has this ever happened to you on on the marketing manager side? Is there any, I know, I don't, I'm sure you don't want to give a specific example. Any vague examples you can share? Like like I'm the marketing manager in the story? Yeah. I mean, I feel like at the beginning when I alluded to this pressure moment in a project, um, I'm sure that my PM uh, was the graphic designer in the story and probably thought that I was, I, I, I wasn't responding in the way the marketing manager is where our listener talks about, how that person's kind of muttering under their breath and like is clearly visibly frustrated. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like I was like that, but I'm I'm sure that my PM probably felt those signals in some way because I was getting frustrated. I think we were all getting frustrated. So it was kind of obvious that we weren't working together well, but we had a deadline, so we had to get there. And and we weren't working in the way we wanted to, but we had to sacrifice that to get the thing done. Uh, and so I'm sure my PM was frustrated with me in those moments because I set... My, I set some boundaries that my PM basically didn't agree with or didn't have, we had different boundaries. And so that's mm -hmm. where we had some conflict around the expectations of like how far we would go to make the deadline. My boundary was different right. than my PMs basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good example of a situation too, I think. And honestly, the fact that both of us have these examples just shows that like if you've ended up in a situation at work where you're having a conflict it's not because you're not a professional it's not because you're doing something wrong and you're terrible at your job no, or anything like that yeah people just clash especially in high pressure situations and like honestly joining a new job kind of is a high pressure situation so yeah. that could be what the marketing manager is feeling in this case um it, it happens and we've got to learn to deal with that as professionals i think it's not about avoiding conflict. In fact, it's about embracing it when it's healthy and knowing how to constructively deal with it. Because there's honestly probably been many times in my career I should have gotten into more conflict. And I should have like spoken up and said something, uh, you know, or had that challenging conversation, being the challenger in the room maybe, and didn't because I was too afraid. And maybe my work would have been stronger if I had, you know. So it's something we've got to get comfortable with. Yeah, and I feel like as I'm getting through 
you know, advancing in my career, I'm having more self-awareness around like who the types of people are that I do clash with and like Mm -hmm. being able to sort of see that from afar and then like put a plan in place early to avoid clashes down the road. Um, It's kind of funny. I feel like I actually clash with people who have similar personality to me, which I feel like is kind of this like type A personality, (laughs) which like there's only really room for like one one type A in a room. So when you have two, like, I I feel like that's when I can clash with people a little bit. Uh, So I think just like, for me, having that self-awareness and seeing that from a distance and like, you know, making sure that I I know how to approach it going into it from the beginning is helpful for me. But it takes time to kind of learn that and and gain that self-awareness in your career. Yeah. One thing I feel like that's helped for me, especially more recently, working remotely, I feel like working remote has helped me in workplace conflicts because it's given me lots of time and space to like mm. seethe quietly, basically, yes. like by myself. I don't know, something. someone says something in a meeting, I can be like, oh, you know, really annoyed about it. But no one sees that. Right. And I can like deal with that by myself, figure out how I want to like what I want to say to respond. Um, there's been many like draft Slack messages that I write <laughs> first in my notes app till I figure out exactly how I say what I want to say. Yeah. But something else that's been helping me recently of like deal better with conflict is honestly connecting with my workmates on a personal level right. and getting to know them better and not being all about work. Because if the only time you ever talk to someone is when there's a problem or when you're mm. giving them critical feedback, letting them know something that has gone wrong that's just, I think, sets your relationship up for failure because yeah. it's always associated with this, not necessarily negative, but like challenging thing yeah. where it's always like a clash whenever you speak. And so giving workmates positive feedback, even when it's not something that you're like, this is outstanding. It's just like, well, I haven't really like connected with this person on this level for a while. So I'm going to pay attention to what they're working on. I'm going to tell them what I like in it. And being conscious about that, I think, can really help. Because then when conflicts arise, people are more comfortable, first of all, speaking directly to you if they feel like they know you better rather than having to go through the manager and all that. Um, but also you can just get through it better because you have this base understanding of each other, right? Radical candor. Radical candor. Yes. Which everybody should read, by the way. I feel like yeah. we always mention this book. <laughs> I feel like if our listener, the graphic designer in this situation, has not read Radical Candor, do that. I think it will really help yeah. with, with what you're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, This was fun to talk about. I love it when we tackle these more like kind of difficult sort of more personal topics. And it's always interesting to hear your perspective from the manager side too, Charlie. And a huge shout out to the listener that sent this question in for being vulnerable and trusting us with this challenge that they are going through and providing us with a lot of details so we could really understand the situation that they're going through. Thank you so much for sending this in. And I I really do hope that this episode has been really helpful for you to try and mitigate this. Yeah, it's the coolest thing, honestly, when we have people emailing specific situations. Because I think what we've ended up talking about in this episode is advice that can apply to a lot of situations. But it's fun to be able to dig in and be your like design professional agony arts (laughs) on this sort of thing. So yeah, if anyone else has a sticky situation they're dealing with at work, 
and you want to tell us about it, you want to get it off your chest, we will keep you anonymous, as anonymous as you like. Um, you can reach out to us at hello at designlife.fm, I believe is our email. Yep, that's Or feel free to tweet us at designlife.fm, though you probably don't want to do that publicly if um, <laughs> it's a sticky situation. <laughs> true, true. Well, thanks again for sending in the question. We look forward to more topic requests in the future. And last special shout out to Zeppelin for being our channel yes. sponsor for February. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks Zeppelin. See you next time, fam. Bye. Bye. Bye.